Praise God. Waves of glory are about to hit the church. We're going to kind of talk along that same line today. And uh, praise God. I believe it's going to inspire you and, uh, and fire you up. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you need more kindling thrown on the, on the fire. Get your fire burning brighter. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew 24, verse 3. It says, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world. Now, there were hundreds of prophecies about his first coming in in great detail. And thank God, Galatians 4.4 says, When the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son to be made of a woman, to be made under the law for our salvation. You see, God has things in his timetable. Jesus told some of his disciples, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons concerning Israel, which the Father put in his own power. Praise God. So there's certain things concerning Israel uh, that they didn't need to know right then. But praise God, there are signs of his coming. We talked about some of the signs of his coming, that these signs are manifesting all around us in the earth today. It tells us that Jesus is coming soon. It tells us, praise God, we're about to enter into a great spiritual time in the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not going from glory to Ichabod. It's going from glory to glory. We're going to go into a higher glory, a higher realm of glory. Well, the fact that Jesus came and fulfilled all of those first prophecies about his first coming, praise God, inspires us to just accept the fact that his second coming is just as certain and just as sure. And he's the one that told us a lot of the different signs that would be taking place right before he comes back again, right before the rapture of the church, hallelujah, and before he comes back down to the earth. So uh, praise God. Let's uh, uh, realize our redemption is drawing near. We are at the end of the church age and very close to the coming of the Lord. In Acts chapter 1, Uh, Luke writes, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, he was caught up. We're going to be caught up, praise God, to meet the Lord in the air, amen. And the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost gave commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his suffering, by many infallible proofs being seen of them for 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which is the promise of the gift of the Holy Ghost. Wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So he said, you know, I'm going to go back to the Father. When I get back up to the Father and the blood's been applied and and, uh, everything's ready and 
your hearts become new, then I'm going to receive from the Father the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to pour out the Holy Ghost upon you. And he will be another sign that I made it back to heaven, that redemption is a fact. Praise God, these things are so. Well, I'm so glad the Holy Ghost has come, and he didn't just come 2,000 years ago because about 40 years ago I received the Holy Ghost. And some of you might have received the Holy Ghost five years ago or one year ago or whatever. But Jesus is still baptizing in the Holy Ghost, and it's still evidence of the resurrected Son of the living God. Praise God. You'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore came together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom again to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons, which the Father has put in his own power, in his own authority. But you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you'll be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. The Holy Ghost is going to give you power and ability to witness for Jesus. Hallelujah. You will be a witness of things which you have experienced. Praise God of the reality of Jesus. You are to take the witness stand, and he will anoint you to do so. And when he had spoken these things, while well, they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud, everybody say a cloud. A cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked up steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, You men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. He was caught up in clouds of glory. We talked about the glory last week and showed how God talked about the early and the latter rain. God talked about the glory of the latter house being greater than that of the former house. In other words, there's coming a move of God that will be greater than the early church saw. Praise God. And he said it will come in the first month. In other words, I mean, God's going to pack it all together. And there's going to be thunders and lightnings and waves of the Holy Ghost and typhoons and cyclones. And, but they're going to be, praise God, Holy Ghost moves. And it's going to produce good results. Hallelujah. It's a Holy Ghost storm. But it's a good storm. Hallelujah. Amen. And things are going to go happening. But notice... Uh, they said, you've you seen him go up in clouds of glory. He's going to come back in clouds of glory. Hallelujah. Mark 13, 26 says, And then they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Praise God. So clouds of glory surround him. You know, and there's so many scriptures that talk about these clouds that the Lord lives in these clouds of glory. In Zechariah 10.1, he says, uh, Ask ye of the Lord rain. Ask the Lord for rain. That's spiritual rain. In the time of the latter rain. And he will send bright clouds. Praise God. Filled with this spiritual rain. 
So it's something that we have to do. We have to ask of the Lord for rain clouds and for glory to manifest. Let that be our prayer this year. As we go on, pray for the glory to manifest in our midst. In that glory is signs, wonders, miracles, the voice of God, the supernatural workings of God. Hallelujah. So let's purpose in our hearts that we're actually going to ask the Lord for rain, that we're actually going to ask him for glory clouds. You know, me and my wife one time, we were in the kitchen. I don't even think our conversation was that spiritual at that time. But a cloud started to manifest in, the, in our kitchen. And it just manifested. It manifested. We, could both, we both stood there looking at it. And we had this uh, awesome reverential awareness. And we thought Jesus was going to walk, step right out of that cloud. But, you know, we, there have been times. Betty Baxter, who was born all crippled up and twisted, she had a whole bunch of diseases. She couldn't even put clothes on or shoes, uh, shoes on or anything else. Her body was so twisted. And, uh, and she was that way for like 12 or 13 years. And her mother kept praying for her and, and saying, Lord, you promised and, and so on. And, and uh, you know, she couldn't even wear clothes. They, they couldn't put any clothes on her. Her body was too twisted. But she, uh, she prayed. She was taught about the Lord, and she prayed, and her ma prayed. And, and then one day, the Lord spoke to her heart and said, at such and such a time, I'm going to visit your house, and I'm going to heal you. And her ma came running in. Her ma didn't know that the Lord spoke to her. Her ma came running in. She said, I know the Lord said he's going to heal me on such and such a day. The Lord spoke it to his mother, too. Hallelujah. So relatives came. They told relatives. And they're sitting around the living room thinking these people are nuts. And we'll humor them for a little while. You know. But right at that time, a cloud started to manifest. That cloud started to manifest and Betty Baxter's bones started popping and snapping in back into place. Her body started to straighten out, her legs straightened out, her feet straightened out. Just every part of her began to straighten out as that glory cloud manifested. But the others couldn't see it, but she said they all turned white like ghosts. The blood rushed out of their faces. But she saw Jesus step out of that cloud and say, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. Hallelujah. Thank God he's still the Lord that heals thee. Amen. Hallelujah. She traveled with Oral Roberts for many years. Praise God. Hallelujah. Testifying of what happened to her. And she was standing clothed and, and, and praise God, just a, a nice pretty young lady just standing up and not, no longer all twisted and everything else. Hallelujah. All things are possible with God. All things are possible when that glory comes. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Me and my wife were witnessing to her brothers, they came over one day and uh, <coughs> they were standing in the, one of our rooms there and I had some Christian music playing and uh, it was on, on a record player, we had, you know, was playing Christian records <laughs> and uh, <coughs> lo and behold, I looked over there and I saw a wave coming off, I mean a wave just literally coming off where the music was, coming down and rolling and I looked at my wife, she saw it too. 
And this wave just, it was like coming, say, from that wall. It was heading toward us. It was about that high off the floor, a wave coming, a wave coming, a wave coming. When it got to our room, it just filled that room with the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, you know, God wants things to be happening all the time. Amen? Hallelujah. He wants us to live in the glory. You can live in the glory. Say, I can live in the glory. Adam was originally crowned with glory. In other words, that glory was on his life. And so he had dominion, and he could operate in the supernatural. Praise God, because of that glory. He was living in that glory. He was actually clothed with glory. That's, that's the clothing he lost when he sinned. All sinned and fell short of the glory of God. He fell out of that glory, and then he knew he was naked, and then he tried to hide himself and cover himself with something natural. But before that, the Bible said God clothes himself with light. Praise God. And so man made in God's image was clothed in light originally, but he lost that light. But yet some of that light can still shine through. Stephen's face in the book of Acts shone like an angel. His face was all lit up. Praise God. Brother Jay, a preacher we had at the church, uh, he was telling John about a time he said, he went into a store after a time of prayer and, I don't know, a time of ministry, whatever. Went in a store and the lady just was stunned looking at him. We're, we're hoping to have Brother Jay back in for a series of meetings in June. So keep that in prayer. But uh, she said the lady is looking at him and she, and she called others to come over and look because his face was shining. You know, Moses came down from that glory, that thick cloud of glory up on the Mount Sinai when he was with God. And the Bible said his face was shining so much, he had to put a veil over his face. So, praise God, that glory can get off on you. That glory can manifest in you. That glory can cause things to happen that you're not even aware of. You know, I was uh, witnessing to somebody across from the VA hospital there, some guy that had come across from the VA hospital one time. And uh, I, I was just there at the restaurant, and I seen him there, and I felt like I should witness to him. So I went over there, and I started talking to him about Jesus. And he said, what are you doing to my eyes? What are you doing to my eyes? I said, what do you mean? He said, my eyes, I'm blind. They're opening up. Hallelujah. I said, that's Jesus, glory to God. The same Jesus I'm telling you about is the Jesus that's healing your eyes. Hallelujah. See, God can, can do things through you as you seek him to be filled with the glory. Uh, he can do things through you you're not even aware of. So certainly it's, you know, certainly it wasn't me doing it. I didn't even know it was happening. But you know, the Bible said God can do exceedingly above, above what we ask or think according to the power. That's that glory that's at work in us. Amen? Praise God. He can go beyond, he can go beyond what we think. Let me read from uh, Exodus chapter 14, verse 19. It says, And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians who were after them to destroy them and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud of darkness to them, but it gave light by night uh, to the Israelites. Hallelujah. So that no one uh, came not near the other all the night because it brought darkness to the Egyptians, but it brought light to Israel. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, 
and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. Hallelujah. So there was a cloud there, and the Lord was in the cloud. Verse 24, let me read verse 24. It says, And it came to pass in the morning watch, the Lord looked at the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. So the Lord comes in that cloud, in that manifestation. He's right there. He's, that's him manifesting his presence, him manifesting his glory. He can come in that glory. Other scripture says the Lord came down in a thick cloud. Another one says the Lord spoke and called out to Moses from the cloud. Another one says Moses went into the cloud. Another one said the Lord said, I will appear unto you in the cloud. Another one says the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke, and uh, they did prophesy and did not cease. I mean, the unction was there to function. Praise God, because the Lord was there. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember when uh, Brother Hagin's story, when, when he got healed, he, was, uh, he said, I was a Baptist boy on the bed of affliction. <laughs> but uh, praise God. And he was going to hell, you know, two times he was on his way to hell. The third time he repented and then came back up, you know, and then he was fine. Got to repent. Repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. So thank God he repented the third time down. He got close to going in those gates of hell. and It would have been all she wrote. But uh, thank God he repented, called on the name of the Lord, got born again. You know, that's why I say there's, there's hope. Tell people about Jesus. And if Brother Hagin could get saved halfway down the hill, some of your relatives can. <laughs> you know, before they enter into those gates of hell, they may remember the, what you said about Jesus. Even if it doesn't look like it here on this side of heaven, you know, you never know. So there's hope. I've read of many stories of people that were in near-death experiences and on their way to hell and ended up calling out to Jesus because they heard something about Jesus. Let them hear something about Jesus. Hallelujah. Even if it don't look like it's working, just believe. I believe it's working. I believe the name of Jesus has power. I believe it can penetrate their hearts. I believe what I say has an effect on them. I believe God's word will not return to him void. It will accomplish that which he pleases and prosper where he sent it. And he's sending his word through me to my relatives, my neighbors, my friends, different people. So believe God. Just believe God. Hallelujah. Only eternity will tell. Praise God, all the people that turned to the Lord at the last minute. Thief on the cross did it. Well, anyway, God did that, and, and uh, I believe it's Kenneth Hagin's grandmother and mother, and that the glory cloud filled that room. When he got saved, the cloud filled the room. And they tried to get in the room, and they couldn't get in the room. There was a cloud in the room. There was a manifestation of a glory cloud. And uh, one of his relatives even took a running start to try to penetrate and get in that room and bounced right off the open door. But they could see a cloud. Hallelujah. The Lord was doing something in that cloud. And he said, you stand back for a minute. I'm doing something. Praise God. Hallelujah. But, you know, you need to know that that glory, it's in you. But it can manifest more. Praise God. It can manifest more. 
in your life. So the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke. Let me, let me read something from Second Chronicles in chapter 5 and verse 13. It says, It came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, there's been different times people have said, Pastor, your face was shining today. You know, praise God. Or they seen a haze up in front. A haze. Well, that, that is the glory. Praise God. Manifesting to a degree. But uh, we want to pursue the glory for the glory of God. Because when that glory is manifested, the people are as one. And... Uh, Praise God. God gets glorified. God gets glorified in that glory. Let me read you something from John chapter 17. Praise God. It is the glory that is going to make the body of Christ one. It's not going to be every single little thing that makes them one. Although it's important that we believe just what the Bible says. A few weeks ago, I taught a message about uh, the church that's, you know, says, what does the Bible say? And I said, that's the kind of church we want to be. You know, people who say this, they can say that, opinions this, theological that, dogmas, creeds, whatever. But we want to be a church that just, well, what does the Bible say? <laughs> we don't want to listen to just anything or anything that just glows in the dark or sounds good or you know, Satan comes as an angel of light, so we don't want to listen to just anything. We want to listen to the Word. See, now the Word's talking about this glory cloud. If it manifested with me and Doreen a number of times, and it manifested sometimes in the church, one time on Sunday night service, there was a manifestation. I walked by a certain area of the, of the stage. It would be like this right here. I walked by and I went, whoa, what in the world's there? Like that. And the Lord impressed upon my heart, there's an angel standing there. He must have come from the presence of God because when that, when that angel in the book of Daniel came from the presence of God, Daniel fell over and he couldn't stand up. That came from the presence of God. That presence uh, can knock people over. See, when they came and tried to get Jesus and arrest Jesus, he said, whom do you seek? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am he. And the Bible said all the soldiers went backwards and fell to the ground. Well, if Jesus wanted to, he could have put them all up in the trees. But the power of God hit them, just like Saul breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the Christians in Acts chapter 9. When Jesus manifested and appeared in a great light, the Bible said Saul and all with him fell to the earth. Well, I asked some people, I said, come on up there and try to stand there. People came up and tried to stand there. They couldn't stand. They could not stand in that spot. Hallelujah. Do you know there was a time, and Jenny was doing a youth ministry, and there was a time there that four young people saw Jesus in different parts of the room. And I think there was two healings that took place. Somebody's headache instantly left when they saw Jesus, something else. 
But you know what that tells me? It had to be Jesus. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Four of them saw him. But he's here anyway. He said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. But he can manifest in different ways at time. But you know what? The Bible said you've got to covet these things. This is one of the only things the Lord said you can covet. <laughs> covet these gifts and manifestations of the Spirit. Praise God. You can desire them. Desire spiritual gifts. Be zealous for spiritual gifts. Be zealous for the glory of God manifest. Let's, let's purpose to do that as we go into 2018. And let's purpose to ask God for an outpouring of glory and rain and thunderings of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. He came down on the mountain. The Bible said there was thunderings and lightnings. I believe that's all that was supernatural. That wasn't just natural. Just like this cloud is not a natural cloud. But in this cloud, uh, different things can take place. And this cloud is going to make the body of Christ one. And that means that, that the rest of the body of Christ that don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they better get on board and Believe in the glory cloud because that's what's going to make Jesus' prayer come to pass, but that we all may be one as he and the Father are one. And it's going to be in that glory. And in John chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus said, Neither pray I for these alone, the disciples that were with him, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That means you and me. You believed on him through their word. Amen. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. Why? That they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you sent me and as you have loved them as you have loved me. Like I said, there's coming a great manifestation of the glory of God. And it's going to be so supernatural that the world is not going to be able to deny it. They, they might label it this and that. They did with Christ, didn't they? Some of the religious folks said, that's the, that's the devil. And here they were of the devil. You know, they were listening to the devil, and they were saying Jesus was of the devil, and they were, some were saying he was mad, and some were saying those that listened to him were cursed, yet there was all kinds of miracles, and the, and the God of Israel was glorified, and the glory of God manifested and raised people from the dead, and so there was an outpouring of glory through Jesus. Praise God. Now, we're the body of Christ. There's coming an outpouring of glory through us. And more so as we seek him for it and ask him for it. Hallelujah. God wants, you know, Paul quoted in Hebrews chapter 2, he said, I, he quoted uh, something from Isaiah and said, I and the children which God has given me. You can see that in Hebrews 2, I believe, 13 and 14 in the New Testament. But he got that quote from Isaiah 8, 18, I and the children which God has given me are for signs and for wonders. Do you realize you're for signs and for wonders? You say, I am for signs and for wonders. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. That glory is in you. That glory is going to manifest more. Hallelujah. You're going to have a more powerful effect. You already have a powerful effect. People you work with and so on like that, they know there's something different about you. 
You know, they may interpret it as this or that. But it's because you got Jesus, the hope of glory in your heart and the spirit of glory in your body and in your temple. So the supernatural working of God and the manifestation of this glory is what's going to make the body of Christ one. That's what's going to gather everybody together. Praise God. You see that, you know, like to a certain degree, like Benny Hinn meetings and Catherine Kuhlman meetings and so on. When that glory is really manifest, I mean people come from every kind of background. See, every kind of walk of life, every kind of flavor of Christianity, there's something about that glory. There's something about that glory. Say that. There's something about the glory. Say, Lord, we want your glory for your glory. We want your glory to manifest in our midst. Our church opens up to you, to the waves of glory, the manifestations of glory, the rain, and the clouds of glory. We want it this year, Lord, like we've never seen it before, the clouds of glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let me read you Isaiah 60. Now, we read this last week, but uh, hallelujah. We're sticking along this line. And this is about the end times. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Remember that pillar of fire was a light unto the people of God, but darkness to the world? But now the light of the Lord is coming upon you, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You can learn to walk in that cloud. Hallelujah. For behold, the darkness, moral and spiritual darkness, shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord, notice, first he says the glory is going to rise upon you. Now he says the Lord will rise upon you. Why? He's in that glory. He can clothe you with himself. He clothes you with that glory. He's clothed you with himself. And when that glory is there without measure, as the Bible says we can receive the Spirit without measure, when that glory is like that, then anything Jesus did can be done through you. Hallelujah. It says the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. Remember I talked about Jay? Praise God. And the glory, even the people in the, in the store got gathered together to look at the glory on his face. But I'll tell you what, it's going to happen more and more. Hallelujah. It's going to happen more and more. We just need to be in a place in a church that believes in the glory, believes in the word, and that we're going to look to the Lord and pursue this stuff. Amen? Let this be a, a new year, a new beginning. We're going to pursue the glory, the glory of God, and ask for it, that glory that's in us, that Jesus gave us, that it's going to manifest in and through us. Rivers of living water from the Spirit are going to come out of us and touch the lives of people. And everywhere that river touched, the Bible said they were healed. There is a river of glory that can flow out of you. There can come a manifestation of glory. And it can touch others. And it can impart all kinds of things. It, not just healing, but it can impart joy. It can impart peace. It can give all kinds of breakthroughs in all kinds of areas because everything was originally created by that glory. God spoke into that glory and created everything. See, it says he, by his word were the heavens made, and then it says he made it all by his spirit. 
He sends forth his word. Then it says he sends forth his spirit and they are created. Well, what is that? That's the glory of God. The spirit of glory. God spoke into that glory and all things were possible. That glory. Hallelujah. Say the glory. glory. Say the glory is in me. It's going to manifest through me. More and more. From glory to glory. Hallelujah. Shout praise the Lord. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They will all gather themselves together and come to you. Why? Because the light is on you, the glory is on you, and the Lord's on you. Lift him up. He said, I'll draw all men to me. I'd be lifted up. Praise God. You lift him up by spending time with him and getting that glory on you and then talking about him. He will draw them to himself. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Christ is in you, reconciling the world to himself. It says, the Gentiles, the lost, will come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see, they all gather themselves together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Praise God. Believe as that glory manifest. If you've got wayward sons and daughters, they're coming back to God. Hallelujah. There's going to be more glory manifested, and they're going to, they're going to look at you and say something. Something's different. Something's happening. You know, something's taking place. Not only that, the Bible said in Isaiah 10, uh, 27, it'll come to pass that that anointing will destroy the yoke of bondages in the lives of people around you. Just like that blind guy that I started witnessing, and just that anointing started destroying that yoke. Hallelujah. Well, that glory is going to be upon you. It's going to permeate, you know, to your family members. They're going to get together thinking they're having a party, and you're going to come, and it's going to turn into a gospel party. Hallelujah. Because the glory is going to manifest. See, I want you to know the glory cloud can cover you. It can rest upon you like a pillar of fire. See, now that pillar of fire and cloud in the Old Testament is the Holy Ghost in us in the New Testament. The Holy Ghost and fire, praise God, and the glory cloud. He's now in you. But he can manifest more. You've got to ask him to manifest more. Praise God. Amen? That's what we want to do as a body of believers. And he said, and your heart will be, they will see and flow together, your heart will... Uh, shall fear, reverence God, and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea, that's talking about humanity, shall be converted unto you. And the riches of the Gentiles, because of that, will come to you, come to the church. Because there's going to be so many people getting born again, getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. When they see the glory more manifest... Humanity will be drawn because the Bible said there's going to be perplexity of nations in these days. The Bible said in these last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear at, what, at the roaring of the waves and at what's coming upon the earth. But he said concerning us, when you see these things beginning to come to pass, lift up your heads. It implies and rejoice because your redemption is drawing near. Hallelujah. We're not children of the night. We're children of the light. We know what's going on. We don't have to fear. Hallelujah. We're going to spend eternity with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah.
So pray for the glory and power of God to be manifested in church because really only this is going to satisfy the hearts of the lost. And the church has to be restored. And God told, uh, told us in the Bible, in the book of Joel, he, taught about, he talked about a tree that was flourishing with branches and fruit and leaves and, and all the different things that were coming out of it. That's the church of the book of Acts. The book of Acts is how the church should be today, but it's not. There's smidgens of it. See, it operates here and there a little bit. But it talks about it being uh, losing all of its leaves, losing its fruit, losing its vitality, losing its life. But then again, through Joel, the prophet, he talks about it being restored, that the latter rain's coming. It's going to hit that tree. Praise God. And that tree's going to start to shoot forth branches. Leaves are going to start to come forth. Fruit's going to start to come forth. Gifts are going to start to come forth. Praise God. The church has to be restored, praise God, to a greater degree than the early church before this is all over. You know, and it's word churches and people that believe the word, that's where it's going to be mainly restored to. Because we believe, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And according to your faith, it'll be done to you. But we believe in the glory. We believe in the cloud. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. We believe in the supernatural touch of God. Hallelujah. We just need to press on in. Hallelujah. Press in through prayer and press in through our consecration to God. Let's see that glory manifested. Book of Acts, when the day of Pentecost had fully come. Remember, Jesus came. It says, when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son. Now, there was a time when the Holy Ghost would come. Praise God. When the day of Pentecost, day of harvest, had fully come, there came a sound from heaven. Now, we're getting raindrops now. See, but there's going to come another sound from heaven. Just like there was a second coming of Christ, there is a second coming of Christ in the Bible, there's going to be a mighty outpouring of a latter rain, a second outpouring of rain from heaven. And in that rain is the supernatural. In that rain is the power of God that caused the early church to turn the world right side up. They called it upside down, but it really was right side back up again. Hallelujah. In the book of James, let me read that. We looked at it last week, James 5, verse 7 and 8. Be patient, therefore, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receives the early, the harvest from the early and the latter rain. Be also patient. Establish your hearts. Let your hearts be established in God. Don't get back into the spirit of the world or the things of this world. You want to be ready when the Lord comes. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord. When this rain starts to fall, and it has started to fall this last century, but when it starts, the coming of the Lord draws near. That's that rain. But now we're waiting for a great outpouring of that latter rain. It's going to be a greater glory that's going to take place. The latter rain will come at the time of the harvest, he says. The rain and glory clouds are coming to reap the harvest, and we will go forth in the power and the glory of God. 
Praise God. Then one more scripture I want to read you here. That's going to take place, but then uh, something marvelous. There's going to be a big reaping. It's going to thrust in the sickle because the harvest has come. There's going to be a great reaping of souls. The abundance of the sea is going to flow into the kingdom as we saw because the glory of God is going to be on the church. Hallelujah. You know, Brother Hagin, in the 40s and uh, 50s, late 40s and early 1950s, I mentioned before there was like 100 Benny Hens around this country. They were filling the biggest auditoriums and, and also other places in the world, filling huge tents. Jack Cole, his dad had a tent that seated 18,000 people. And sometimes outside of the tent were more people outside the tent than were inside the tent trying to get in the tent. He said everything. I mean, people escaped from the hospitals and hospital robes and everything just to get under that tent. They snuck past the counters. and He said every, everything under the sun comes under this tent <laughs> because that glory's there. That power was there. He would put his, Jacko's dad, Jacko, I talked to him this week. Hope to have him back this summer. But uh, his dad would put his, people that have really bad back problems. That He'd take and have them stand there, put his knee in their back and say, be healed. And he'd break their crutches before he prayed for them. Hallelujah. And even Oral Roberts said, Jack Coe is the boldest of the bold. He asked Oral Roberts, or he asked Jack Coe one time, Oral Roberts did, and said, what are you going to do if they don't get healed? He said, what if they do? <laughs> and just kind of smirked it off. But Brother Hagin said when that glory was manifested, when that presence of God was manifested like that in the United States, even of the whole nation, he said you could, you could almost go anywhere and get people healed as easy as can be. He said everybody was getting healed. Why? Because people prayed for that glory. And that, that, that was the beginning of the latter rain. It was a, a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God. And people were just getting healed left and right. He said the easiest thing to get people healed during that move of God. See, but that move of God's coming worldwide. It's going to be the easiest thing to get people healed and delivered and set free. Tommy Hicks, a powerful evangelist, had a great revival. I think hundreds of thousands of people came to the Lord in Argentina. And, but he had a vision. And he saw the body of Christ like a sleeping giant. All these little creatures with little ropes tied on the body of Christ and the body of Christ just lying there sleeping and just move once in a while and those little creatures would run. And... But one day the rain started coming. The body of Christ shook itself. That big giant arose. I'll tell you what, in the day in which we live, we are a part of that giant body. And this body's going to arise he said, you will arise and the glory will be seen upon you. The glory will be seen upon the body of Christ. And the Lord said, I will arise on you. And he will be loosed to go about just like Jesus of Nazareth, walking the shores of Galilee. Yeah, praise God, the glory will work through you. And Jesus will be free to work through you and do the very same works through you that he himself was doing through his earthly body. I'll tell you, it's coming. It's coming. You see smidgens of it here and there. It's happening here and there, but it's going to be worldwide. God's going to pour out great mercy before the judgments come. Great opportunity for people to get saved. Hallelujah. 
Well, let's, let's press in so we get more in on that first uh, part of that glory. You know, I mean, it's already happening in different places, but let's, let's us press in. Now, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those which are asleep, those which have died, that you sorrow not even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So they're coming back. See, that part of the body of Christ that's up in heaven to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, their bodies asleep, but they're up in heaven, people that have been born again and have gone on. Paul said to depart out of the body and be with Christ is far better than life in this world. And so they've gone on, but they're coming back with him. And uh, this is a time when we're going to get our glorified immortal bodies. Your body became mortal because of sin, being born of the seed of Adam who sinned. See, but we're, gonna, we're about to get immortal bodies. You will be an immortal. That's not just going to be on some movie. That's going to be you, the immortals. Amen? Hallelujah. The sons and daughters of Almighty God. Hallelujah. But they, Jesus will bring them back with him. For I say this unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, that's most of us here, will not precede them which are asleep. So you're not going to get your glorified body before they get their glorified body. It says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Remember, he's coming in clouds, isn't he? And then when he comes, makes his second advent. This is talking about the rapture. But when he makes his second advent, and every eye will see him, he also is coming in clouds of great power and glory. The Lord will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Well, why they get it? first? Well, because they're down there in the ground. Their body's in the ground. They got to rise first to be in a standing position so that you get changed. They get changed, you get changed just the instant after. Then shall we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. In what? In the clouds. That's where the Lord is. He's in the clouds. Hallelujah. God's throne surrounded with clouds to meet the Lord in the air. See, that's where the body of Christ is going to meet him. The Bible said, for those that look for him, he will appear the second time. So we've got to be ready and looking for him. He will appear the second time without sin unto salvation. To meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So shall we ever be with the Lord. We're going to live in glory. It's a glory world. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's beyond our wildest imaginations, beyond our wildest dreams, beyond the best scenarios we could ever think. We're hooked up with God. We're hooked up with Jesus. We're hooked up with the Holy Ghost. 
The life of God is in us. The glory of God, the Holy Ghost of God is in us. The same glory that took Jesus up in clouds is going to take us up in the clouds too. Took him into heaven is going to take us up in the heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.